Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brennan McCullough, and we have returning guest and friend of the show. We have Matt Owen of Super Gamecast 64. How's hey. everybody doing? Let's hear from Matt first. What's up? Dude, I'm so good. Every time I hear your voice, and Bren's voice too, love you, Bren. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I get it. I'm a co-host for a reason. Oh, like, no. No, it's okay, babe. It's, it's, it's like going back to your childhood home and smelling that freshly cut grass. I don't know what I'm talking about. You guys, I love you guys, and I love being on the show, so it's always good to hear from of you. Of course. We're so happy to have you back on the show. It's been since the beginning of the year. We started this year off with you, so what it's all it's your fault. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> My bad, America. The omen everybody. of 2020. We will be sure not to just start off 2021 with that. No, I'm just kidding. I do <laughs> yeah, want to no, make it. I think me. it was like a tradition or starting to be. But regardless, we're happy to have you back on the show. That's Thanks. what I mean. You are an avid gamer, even for your career and stuff. So you've been playing a shitload since we last talked. Too many um, games. But yeah, let's kind of maybe dive right into that because I know Brent and I will get to the games we've been playing, but it's probably more of the same. But with you, mm-hmm. you've been playing a lot of the AAA titles. Uh, anything come to mind? Triple A. Okay, let's see. When I think of triple A games, you might be thinking (laughs) Halo. You might be thinking Fable. Maybe even The Last of Us. Nah, Mm -hmm. dude. SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. Oh, shit. Is that triple A? Is that double A? Maybe double B. It's, look, it depends on, if you grew up with with the original, I think a lot of people really like that original Spongebob battle for Bikini Bottom, because it's, like, notably violent for being a Spongebob game. (laughs) It's, like, all, like, war-torn and shit. It's weird. But uh, the, the remake... I just, I, it's, it's, it's a remake, you know, it's nothing crazy. If you've, if you played the original game, you know what you're getting into, but I have to give a shout out to the publisher THQ Nordic because they have been doing a really good job of grabbing these like not underrated games because calling SpongeBob underrated would be silly, but grabbing these old school games like Destroy All Humans. They just did uh, SpongeBob. They're doing Kingdoms of Amular, which was a 360 game, Uh just taking these kind of not cult classics, but, you know, lesser known favorites and mm-hmm. really doing them justice with visual remakes and not like charging another 60 bucks for it. So SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated is a long title, but it's also a good game. And if you're just there for like eh, running around and being SpongeBob and stuff, it's pretty good. The story is like Plankton tries to make a robot army, but then he forgets to flip the obey switch like a dum-dum. Like, I guess if you would make a giant robot creating machine robot army, for some reason you would have a lever as whether or not they obeyed you. I feel like that's a fundamental flaw in your plan there, Plankton. It's silly, but it's also like five different story arcs in X-Men comics with the Sentinels. Yes. It happens frequently with killer robots. And I mean, if you're going to bring killer robots into it, you kind of have to make it sort of sort of cheesy and silly because they're killer robots. But it's yeah. SpongeBob, too. So, I mean, it's kind of par for the course. Yeah, yeah, uh, Definitely. I, I like I like I like it maybe because so many games nowadays are just so like uh, you guys were talking about Ghost of Tsushima last time, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Ghost of Tsushima, I love because it's huge and, you know, so many different things you can do on this map and it's all bite-sized fun little pieces and there's hundreds of missions and activities in Ghost of Tsushima. But SpongeBob is like, hey, just play for nine hours. You're going to play through the levels. It's kind of got um, not like uh, gold stars like Mario 64, but you collect golden spatulas. So, you know, it's always very simple. Go here, do this platforming puzzle. And I enjoy that. Not more than modern games, but I mean, you guys know, we all grew up with games. Sometimes like modern games are just so complex or there's Mm -hmm. so much going on that it's nice to play a game where you don't have to think so hard. It's just like, all right, jump over the cute things, swing around, hit the enemies, collect the thing and you're done. Totally. SpongeBob, you definitely hit some things and collect some things until until you're done. And it's fun stuff. I started a... Destroy all humans as well. Sorry, I'm like moving around my mic looking for my drink. <laughs> but destroy all, destroy all humans is, is equally good. Did, it, did either of you play Destroy All Humans back in the day on PS2 or anything? No, I just was in the PlayStation Store recently and saw that one uh, advertised and I was checking out the, the trailer and I missed it growing up. Uh, would you recommend it? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, are you into aliens? Of course. I mean, who is it? I mean, I've seen uh, are Mars you really Attacks growing aliens? up. In the year 2020, are you also into the idea of destroying all humans? Uh, <laughs> How convenient. I mean, yeah, it's going to happen anyway. No, no, then this kidding. game 
is right up your no i mean destroy all <laughs> it is it's it's really good it's like spongebob it's just kind of simplistic action adventure stuff unlike spongebob in destroy all humans you're not a sponge living under the ocean fighting against a robot army made by plankton you're an alien that has come to earth to quote unquote destroy all humans uh the story there is actually it's funny if you don't know anything about destroy all humans it has a really funny little backstory the idea is that this this alien invasion isn't just like by coincidence uh Way back in the olden days, question mark, hundreds of thousands of years ago, the story mm-hmm. in Destroy All Humans is that these this alien species known as the Furons came to Earth and fucked humans. Like that's like they just fucked. Like I don't know if yeah. the humans were into it, but that happened we all hundreds of thousands effect. of years. Aliens are notoriously horny. It's not <laughs> like good at all. So basically can that be the title of the episode? <laughs> we do that? Is I think, yeah, we'll that? get away with we're, that one. We're maybe. in the first 10 minutes. I think if, if there's a place to put the episode title, it's definitely right then, right now. Doug, there. if you don't do it, I'm going to be upset to be honest. Okay, it's happening. <laughs> I'm gonna be, but anyways, so 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 the aliens come and they fuck and then they kind of dip off and then, you know, hundreds of years go by and that alien race is now just, they're shit in the bed. They, they can't mm-hmm. continue. Uh, there's no more um, female aliens to procreate with. So they go to Earth to suck out all of the latent alien DNA that has been birthed through these uh, wow yeah and generations I, so that's the story but in gameplay it really is like walk around as a little alien dude you have like telekinesis you can throw people uh, you have a big ass laser gun you can anally probe them you can mm-hmm. like a bunch of cool little things but at the end of the day it's really quote unquote to destroy all humans like it, the objective is to just wreak havoc and with the new graphics there's a bunch of flashy uh, particle effects big explosion things so if you enjoy the idea of just running around as an alien and smoking everybody it's good fun there's a little bit of stealth in there too but it's it's like ps2 era stealth so it's basically like crouch around the wall so the guy doesn't <laughs> see you you know yeah. it's yeah but yeah, I actually, now that I think about it, like a lot of remakes and reboots lately. Not that that's ever any different, but... Nostalgia is profitable. Oh, you know what, Bren? I think you might be onto something there. We should hit up <laughs> Nintendo. Maybe they would do something with that. Fucking... <laughs> Nintendo, why make a lot of IPs when you can make three and why? repeat them forever? <laughs> why make a fourth Pikmin game when you can re-release the Wii U Pikmin game that no one played for the exact same price? Nintendo, everyone. Small call. Why make three. another Metroid game fucking ever when why, you just yeah. make mario party 17 why make metroid prime 4 when you can announce it get everyone's hopes up and then redo and the entire development two years later are you mad about that bren i'm real mad about that. Yeah, <laughs> that i'm mostly mad because uh, nintendo is notorious for um litigious lawsuits like ips and stuff like anytime there's a fan-made pokemon it gets shut down like oh, the yeah. day it's released and stuff and that's fair that is their ip that is the law like they can do that that's within their right Sure. I'm I'm more upset with Metroid because there has been a good handful of fan-made Metroid games that are incredible, that are extremely well done and a great homage to the original Metroid games. And Nintendo shuts those down, which, again, is in their right, but they're also not doing anything with Metroid. Yeah, wasn't yeah. it like a remake? Well, the one I really remember was, wasn't there someone doing a kind of not a big remake, but a ground-up uh, flashy version of uh, the Metroid 2 for the Game Boy and then they shut yeah. that down because they were making the 3DS entry. Um, yeah. That makes sense. But it's great jumping off point, Bren. Have you guys heard of The Legend of Zelda, The Missing Link? The no. Missing Link? No. Okay, there you go. Hey, this is some topical new stuff for your is audience. So Bigfoot playing as Link? Yeah, something like that. Legend. <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into it. You're actually close. The, the Missing Link in there is referring to a missing link, but it's not the missing link between the humans and the apes like Sasquatch or something like mm-hmm. that. It is the missing link between uh, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time and Legend of Zora Majora's Mask. So this is a fan-made mod. Oh, and oh neat. This, this is where we get into the problem with uh, Nintendo being litigious and trying to yeah, yeah. take everything off the internet. And unlike, say, a one-to-one remake, this Legend of Zelda The Missing Link is not – it's legally gray because it's not a remake or it's not – it's using the Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask engine. Mm-hmm. And it's a completely new game. So it does reuse some of the textures and stuff like that. But it's, sure. you know, they've gone through and they've done made their own uh, music. They've uh, made their own designs and areas and dungeons and stuff. It's cool. It's like four hours long, three or four hours long. But that's what it does. Yeah. It tells you the story of what happened 
well, non-canon story, of what happened yeah. between Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. Uh, if you are somebody who grew up in the 90s or you like original Zelda, not original Zelda, sorry, N64 Zelda, mm-hmm. it's it's wild. It's really cool to sit down and uh, play through that. They've done some really evocative things with the engine, uh, making some new areas. Like, there's a whole uh, forest that is all, like, autumn colors, and it's really, really oh. good looking. The reason I bring it up is because it is a step above other mods or rom hacks uh because it's made by a guy named Kaze. i hope i'm saying that right k-a-z-a k-a-z-e he's most well known for his work on super mario 64 uh mods like he most notably made one called super mario 64 online which correct me if i'm wrong internet but i believe it was 16 players could play mario 64 online Ooh. together on pc Nintendo oh shot God. that shit down immediately. Uh, he's also made a... There was a ROM hack called Super Mario Odyssey 64, I believe, which remade five different worlds from Mario Odyssey, but in the 64 engine. And huh. he actually made the hat capture mechanic. So this dude isn't just somebody who's taking Nintendo stuff and kind of rearranging it and putting it out on the internet. This is somebody who is yeah. basically creating new N64 games using existing engines like the Super Mario 64 engine. Right. So if you are a person who uses emulators or something like that, um, and you play old retro games on your computer, and that sounds interesting, the Legend of Zelda Missing Link thing, I highly recommend Googling it and getting it before it, quote, quote, or a uh, question mark maybe gets taken off the internet. Um, yeah. While you're there, also, if you like Banjo-Kazooie, like the same oh. day that that Missing Link game came out, somebody I've heard made... heard of these. Hey, Banjo-Kazooie and the Jiggies of Time. It's a mm-hmm. Banjo-Kazooie game, so it's not in Zelda. It's It's made in the Banjo engine. But it's Banjo inside of Hyrule. You start off in Link's house, and then you what? go through the Lost Woods to get his... Uh, yeah, and the first dungeon, boys, it's Deku Tree. I got stuck trying to jump off the top of the Deku Tree and ground pound with my Beak Buster through the, um, the, 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 the web. web. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, it's exactly Zelda, but you're playing with Banjo Engine. I mean, it's a little mm. wonky sometimes, because Banjo wasn't really made for these big, wide-open sure. areas. Yeah. But... But as a kid who who was born in 91, who likes Banjo-Kazooie more than Super Mario 64, sorry, not sorry, internet. <laughs> it's it's so good, dude. Yeah, that was that, that was my section on N64, Ron. Did you guys thing, like that? <laughs> well, no, no, that was fantastic. That's the thing, though. I feel like Nintendo, when they shut down these, like, fan-made projects that are, like, really, like, elaborate, they should also, like, send them, like, a job application to be like, by the way... <laughs> uh, if you're you are interested. so right. Yeah, that's what I mean. It, but I feel like that's the complete opposite. They're just like, shut it down and move on. But it's like, well, no, it's, how about shut it down and bring them under your wing? To your it's point. Messy. Sorry. No, you go, Bren. I, I'm, I'm, I'm coming onto your show. I'm interrupting you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. It's usually only me and Doug. I, exactly. I, we talk over each other all the time. Anytime I cannot talk, I'll take it's it. It's fine. So he's actually excited to be interrupted. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've, we've uh, talked about this before where I think there's uh, fundamental differences in like IP licensing and rights between especially Nintendo America and Nintendo Japan mm-hmm. uh, because there's plenty of people who, um, who've made fan-made stuff and I believe Nintendo America is like, hey, this is pretty good. And then Japan's like, no, shut this shit down immediately or some other – there have been situations like that before and I know there's been differing opinions between the two major okay. companies i don't know uh, if that's them. a cultural thing or if it's maybe like some sort of legal thing but uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely sure. know what you're talking about like i've seen here's here's a point to uh to doug's point uh mm-hmm. that has been done before where you take people who are making these legally gray area yeah look at sonic mania sonic, i was just about to say that yeah. sonic mania brent you want to just it developed by the that's Exactly. People who spent most of their time, or not most, but a lot of their time making these Sonic uh, fan games. And and do you guys know what? Sonic Mania is the best Sonic game in the past 10 years, arguably. You know? So maybe... I'd go maybe 20 years. Look, everybody... Some people like the... I I like Sonic Battle Adventure 2 or whatever the fuck that one was I got nostalgia for Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. I will never say it's a good game, though. Uh, You know what? You're not wrong. But you are wrong at the same time. Like, my nostalgia (laughs) is telling you you're wrong, but the nostalgia makes a difference. You're not. We all spent wrong. 30 hours in that Chow Garden. Mm-hmm. It was not good, though. <laughs> well, the Chow Garden is it's, if Nintendo or not Nintendo Sega could just release the Chow Garden as like a Switch thing, a free to play thing, and they could make so much money. But Sega's over there jerking. Oh, yeah. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Th- so. Yeah, Sega's <laughs> the complete opposite of wanting to give fans what they want. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, Sonic Mania. But with is Sonic good. Mania, yeah. <laughs> so play Sonic Mania. But with Sonic Mania, they also got um, Tyson Hess, who did Sonic Mania Adventures, which was uh, animated shorts on YouTube yeah. uh, during the release of Sonic Mania. I believe there's like six or so, and they compiled them into one episode, and it's 
amazing. It's like old school Sonic comic style where he's like very round um, and they don't talk. It's not the snide, uh, snarky 90s like Sonic. Sonic Blast. Isn't Sonic Blast a thing on uh, Nickelodeon or some shit? Sonic Boom. Sonic Boom. Thank and you. It's, that's that's its a whole about. other fucking bag right. of dog shit. I heard, I heard they it's, make some jokes. You know, It's self-aware. It's oh. self-aware, so it'll like poke fun out of itself and be like, this is nuts. But like, that's ninety five percent of the stuff I've seen is self aware comedy, and I'm like, oh wow, look. But if you're just saying it's just self aware every now and again, it would make sense that that's the clips that I've seen, and that's the good stuff from the show. Yeah, it's self aware enough where people who are older and it's not the main demographic will share those clips around, being like, hey, look at this, they're making fun of themselves. But it's not self aware enough like, to excuse the rest of Sonic Boom, which is both trash. The, game, the the game is garbage. Yeah, the show is like somewhat redeemable because they're kind of poking fun at the game and this premise. Um. But yeah, with uh, Sonic Mania Adventures, uh, or yeah, Sonic Mania Animated Adventures, um, they had Tyson Hess on that, who was did web comics for a long time, per, uh, most notably Sonic web comics, where he was doing parodies, where instead of like Knuckles the Echidna, it was Nipples the Echidna, who had like rock hard nipples on his <laughs> fist and stuff. God and like it. it was all jokes like that, and some it's of them Sonic. were pretty were pretty crude for Sonic, but then Tyson Hess got roped into Sonic Mania and was the lead designer on that, and then he was brought onto the Sonic movie to redo the design of Sonic. I was I was going to leapfrog, actually. I haven't seen the Sonic movie. Have either of you guys seen it? Is it good? Not I've heard yet. it's good. Nope. I've heard it's good. No, but I don't have self-esteem issues that low enough to justify hurting myself in that way. Hey, look, yeah, I've heard it's decent. I hear <laughs> Ben Schwartz brings it. Here, at the end of the day, you guys might have to bite your tongue because it might win an Oscar. <laughs> It might oh, be. Lord. No, no, there's uh, conspiracy theories that, <laughs> that the coronavirus was created purposely to stop Sonic from winning any Oscars. No, Sonic would win. It, I because think people think it would have won. <laughs> I think currently it's between, like, this is not a joke, guys. If we were to stop the uh, whatever movies that might come out in the next six months, four months, whatever, I think, mm-hmm. like, the top three uh, movies that sold the most and have been the best, quote unquote, critically received was, like, Birds of Prey bad boys for life and sonic yeah. the hedgehog and if that's the oscars 2020 holy <laughs> fuck i'm so in boys we're i think they this. saw that coming and specifically shut down the oscars I'm like we're not doing it this year just cancel the whole thing we'll we can't risk that i'm excited for it either way it's gonna be great all i know is that the Taurus starring johnny Depp and angelina jolie back in like 2008 or whatever, oh, okay. won best comedy or musical in the Oscars, and I am still mad about that. Because that yeah. one, because it's not a comedy or a musical whatsoever, it's just a shit movie, and it took that place, uh, blocking out, I think, Bridesmaids and like some other Ooh, Bridesmaids was a good movie. Yeah. But it blocked out those movies because those movies were crude and lewd and stuff. And it, like ever since that moment, I'm like, Oscars are shit. It's just a group of old men who don't know what good things are, and they just pick whatever garbage-ass thing they want. They they have some decent ideas on, like, you know, adventure films and family films, but historically the Oscars pretty much thumb their nose at anything comedy, anything horror, anything, like, dark comedy. animated. Specific. Yeah, animated. It's like, oh, Disney, you won again this it's, year. Yeah, right. they, they ask their grandkids, <laughs> what do you like this year? The grandkids say Frozen 2, that gets that wins, and Spider-Verse gets shafted. One of these so years, it's, like, it's they're going to, they're gonna like, not realize that they've already given it, and they're going to be like, the Oscar goes to Frozen 1. People are like, what? Yeah. That was <laughs> huh? what the fuck? Oh, uh, shit, wrap it up. Who's even here? Who worked on that shit? All right, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, a uh, lot of, lot of uh, mid-tier remakes is what I've been playing. A lot. Ghost of Tsushima took up a lot of my time, which you guys talked about last time, so I don't want to like beat uh, beat a dead horse here. But It's okay. Mm-hmm. No, but that game is very popular now and one I want to get around to eventually, but one that I'm pretty sure I talked to you off air and heard you say you played, and one that I just got for free today is a game called Fall Guys. Fall and that's Guys. Yeah, I I'm shocked. I was talking to Brent about it earlier being like this is a game that's free on PS Plus for this mm-hmm. month and it just came out earlier this week. So, and I feel like depending on when this episode's air, it might date this a little bit, but for if you're still listening, you should definitely go check out getting Fall Guys on PS Plus uh for free. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Even if you didn't get it on PS Plus, just do yourself a flavor, a little delicious flavor mm-hmm. and go wow. on YouTube and just look up, like, I don't know, find if you have a favorite streamer, if you don't watch streamers, just find, like, a, you know, an IGN video, some bullshit. Just watch some gameplay, because what it is, is it's 
I haven't actually played it. I watched my younger brother stream it on twitch.tv slash that Dan Owen. You're welcome well, for that plug, younger brother. Well, you'd be lucky if you did play it because <laughs> they're the having section. a lot of yeah, right? server problems right now. And I know mm-hmm. it's actually giving them some press of like a lot of Bad shitty press. gamers online are going to review Steam bombing. and like review bombing them like hard being like, oh, since this game is crashing, it's yeah. a bad game. This indie like, game that... Yeah, I think it was 120,000 people tried to log on to their little baby server like that yeah. day. And it, of course. So, yeah, let's review bomb it because we can't play it for five minutes. It's it's isn't it? Is it like a battle royale, but Mario Party, right? Yep. It's uh, what's the uh, most extreme or extreme elimination? Yep, most, extreme yeah. Yeah. most extreme challenge. Most extreme challenge. Back on like Spike TV when they like, mm-hmm. read them. But it's basically that people were calling it uh, Takeshi's Castle was a specific segment in that show. Yep. Where you would uh, they had like. 18 doors and you would just pick one and run through it and only three of them actually opened so like that's essentially what fall guys is it's just various obstacle courses with various challenges in them and you have like wonky physics kind of like a human fall flat or a a gang beast yeah exactly gang beast is perfect yeah where the appeal is you're just kind of like this rubbery like stretch armstrong like doll where you're just like filled with like wet flour like, they, it just kind of controls weird, and that's the appeal of it. You're dumb, squishy babies. Grab on to other players and kind of tug them around and stuff and generally be a nuisance. I like I like the vibe of it, especially, Me too. especially this summer. Like, I think we all need a little bit of dumb fun. Now that everybody's done with their, like, manic obsession with Animal Crossing, I yes, think we can exactly. move on to greener <laughs> pastures. No, for sure. And that's the thing. I remember seeing gameplay of this game. I was watching a stream being like, okay, this sold me. I need to go buy it. It's only $20. Then I'm like, oh, it's actually only free. So that's really cool. But I don't know. I just, I can see myself falling in love with this game, but I do have like the foresight of this probably just being a fad. And then probably by this time next year, is anyone still going to be playing this game? I can, I can say with certainty and not certainty at all. I mean, just judge, trust (laughs) me if you want to trust me, but I can say with false bravado. Correct, Bren. You're on to my trail. Uh, uh, my buddy hit me up uh, the day that came out and was like, uh, Fall Guys is going to be the next big thing. And I said, nope. <laughs> I said, I said nope. I s- it said, it's going to be really fun and trendy for like three weeks and then people will stop playing it, which is sad uh, because- percent agree. But you should get in there while you can now, especially because it's free. The, the servers are going to be popping, maybe a little laggy, but it's. It, I feel like- Fall Guys will have its own community, but almost like that first week of, what was it, season four of Fortnite, when when those things just get really big and everybody's talking of, about them, mm-hmm. if you have a few minutes or 20, just, and you have the game, like like Doug said, it's free on PS Plus, right? Yep. Yeah. Just download it and give it a try, because if you don't, you're going to miss it. Like, you're probably, you're probably going to miss the, the hype. And if you don't care about being in on the hype, then fuck it. Don't play it. Yeah, but like exactly. now is the time. Everybody's on yeah. there. Everyone's having a good time streaming it. It's like the number one game on Twitch right now, beating out League yep. and oh, yeah. Overwatch and all that shit too. As soon That's as I, amazing. As soon as I saw it, I immediately thought of just streamer bait or YouTuber bait. Because uh-huh. this is a perfect game where – because you can team up with four people and you could uh, play the game as a party. Um, anything more than four people, you have to kind of sh- snipe each other and uh, like – ready up at the same time and just hope the servers match you there's no guarantee do you know okay. what the um, player limit is how many is it 100 uh in a match yes i believe i believe it's 100 because every round eliminates like a quarter of them ah, or so so sense. it gets smaller and smaller until there's like eight people total yeah um so yeah it's it seems like the perfect game that's going to be like yeah like you said really popular streamers and youtubers and let's players and all that stuff where they're gonna get some of their other streamer friends merge all their audiences together get crazy view numbers and play the silly game um, because yeah it is very popular right now um, it's very demanded on multiplayer you need a hundred some people to play it yep and um so you're gonna all be just doing these silly mini games playing soccer with giant soccer balls running an obstacle course this or that that's the shit and, i like yeah it's fun and it's mindless and like it's very easy to pick up there's not really like skill to it like no one's gonna be like a pro fall guy player dude someone's gonna tweet at you and be like fuck you brent what do you want <laughs> I welcome it. I welcome it. You're always mean Uh, on the the podcast (laughs) about how my favorite games are just baby games. (laughs) Every time. No. (laughs) Every time. Um, But yeah, so it's it's very easy to just pick up and like family friendly, like anyone can just jump in and play it. Um, But yeah, I think it's very much going to be the flavor of the month and it's very going to be demanded on the multiplayer. So like a lot of other multiplayer games, once the audience moves on to something else, once they move on to the next flavor of the month, there's, I'm sure there's still going to be thousands of people playing it. Oh, I'm sure yeah. there won't be a problem of getting around. 
but it will be diminishing over time. Get and it while eventually, it's hot. Yeah, eventually you won't have enough people to play it together because there's not a local mode. There's not. It's not Mario Party where you can play with four people and you're good. I feel like um, if they would have done that, they would have maybe saved themselves some face later on when those servers start to dink down. Because unless they have like a bunch of AI, like yeah, in a, a year or so, eh, whatever. Or maybe they're working on that now, and maybe that's going to be an update they do later on. And like that, they saw that coming, so they're working on we it. We might not yeah. even be here in a year. Who knows? We might just get. Who vac- knows? Maybe we were the Fall Guys all along. Oh like, shit! Uh, oh, the I Fall hate Guys were show. the friends we made along the way. Yes, classic. Uh. <laughs> Did, wait, all right. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know anything about Dreams VR? No, we've we've talked about Dreams before, but not uh, okay. specifically the. VR I played part. the demo recent in recent weeks. Let's put it that way, okay. but not yeah. VR. So all those people listening who like VR right now, I want to take you on a journey with me, a short journey. You don't have to buckle in, but it'd probably be smart if you do. Strap on your helmets. Yeah. If you have a helmet, maybe even put on two. Doctors say it's not going to help, but it will. (laughs) It'll get the ladies. You'll look real cool. Yeah, hell yeah. So so Dreams, you guys have played Little Big Planet, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So it's the same people who made Little Big Planet. Audience, if you don't know what Little Big Planet is, it was a three series game on PlayStation where you could basically make your own platforming levels or make your own platforming game. And people liked making it. People made like hundreds of thousands of levels online. Uh, It was Mario Maker before Mario. Yeah, but you're Sack Boy. You're Sack Boy. You're a boy made of sacks, and you jump around, and you use your sack powers to do all (laughs) sorts of things. But that's Little Big Planet. Dreams is, what if we took Little Big Planet, and then it's everything. You know, it's not, Mm -hmm. it's not, you don't have to do a platformer genre or anything that works on a 2D plane. You can do anything. Because really what Dreams is, is it's a bunch of different uh, creation tools, be it sculpting or, you know, music creation. And uh, you can use those things together that you create and make your own experience. So it doesn't even have to be a game. You could go in and, and sculpt a sculpture and then just, there, put that online. People can see what you made. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, oh, you know what it is? It's Gary's mod for a console. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's Except you can, um, well, they've changed some features now. So I don't want to say anything that might not be in there anymore. But it's basically mm. Gary's mod, but with a bigger emphasis on creativity and making silly things and if you're a 12 year old just screaming into the microphone and using spongebob cutouts or some shit but oh it's rough so the thing dreams what makes dreams cool and i feel like i've used this example before even on this show but you can create kind of anything as a group Mm -hmm. process so the the example i like i like to use is early on in dreams uh, somebody made crash bandicoot right little the little character and then somebody made the playstation one startup screen you know, the ooh and the PlayStation noise. And then somebody mm-hmm. made the first area in Crash Bandicoot. A fourth person came along and took those pieces because you can use other creators' pieces if they allow you to and just slapped it together, put some logic in there because there's logic systems and whatnot and made the first level of Crash Bandicoot. Okay. Yep. It's cool. It's, you know, you can make anything as long as it's not in a legal gray area. You'll probably get away with it. What, mm-hmm. what they just did is they just made everything VR. You would think, okay, a big game like this that has literally endless possibilities, maybe not everything is... Nope, everything is in VR. Like, they really went the next level. Uh, Wow. So, like like I said, sculpting, you can now sculpt anything on a massive scale in VR. You could make a city street and then walk down that city street, sculpt things, blah, blah, blah. The other thing that's Mm -hmm. cool with it is that all of the games and all the creations and stuff that people had made prior to this VR update, which was like... You know, uh, a few weeks Years. ago. Well, no, no, the, the game, I think the game came out. This isn't Little Big Planet. This is Dreams. Oh, my bad. Dreams right. proper, I think, came out within the past six months, but it's still like a lot of stuff. And then the, it was in like beta for a long time. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That. Correct. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of stuff that's been made. And then the VR update just came out a few weeks ago. But what they did is they made it where if you created something, there's a simple toggle that will take your existing camera and then make it a VR camera. So all the third person games, all the first person shooters, everything, if the creator of that experience wanted to, can make it VR. Uh, wow. So, Okay, I was gonna. So the first, like, there is a um, a little toy car track thing I played when I when it, the game first came out. It was like based on 1950s uh, old school little, you know, little toy track cars. You just move the, the 
I can't even talk. The car around the track, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. It was cool. It was yeah. whatever. Then I played it in VR and it was like nine times as cool, right? Just because <laughs> you're in there. There's so many awesome things. Uh, you guys should really, really check out Dreams. If you're a PSVR owner, it's arguably one of the best things you can get. It's literally endless VR experiences ranging from utter shit to the coolest stuff you've ever seen. <laughs> and when you think I'm kidding when I say utter shit, let me tell you, no, boys and girls. it's it's... Bad. <laughs> there is a there is a dream. There is a dream called Oof Toilet Simulator 2020. Oh, and oh, it, God damn it! Shh, no, we... it's okay, Doug. Just calm down. You're, <laughs> you're I told here. you to strap in, and if you didn't listen at this point, yep. it's your fault. If it is in Toilet Simulator, you're sitting first person on on a potty, and you press the X button to tinkle inkle, and you press another button to toot. You know, ah, ha ha ha, funny, funny, funny. Mm-hmm. But what if? What if? What if, what if what if you just took that and then you made the the VR first person camera just inside the toilet bowl? I, yeah. That's where I thought it was going. It's, that's where I did too. It is, yeah. boys, and that's the uh. beauty of Dreams VR is that <laughs> the scale is actually pretty funny. When the fir- when the game when the VR update first came out, a lot of people were just like, "Yeah, sure, make my thing VR." But uh, Dreams has a lot of complexities to it, and if you try to bypass some of the more mm, restrictive pieces of the uh, creation tools, you can get away with it, but it might look a little bit weird. So, like one yeah. person made a first person shooter, but since they didn't know how to work out scale, they kind of just made everything way way big, so it would fit in the can- <laughs> so then when you go and you play that in vr your like viewpoint is like a little person sitting on the forehead of a giant guy who has a gun that's like the size of a fucking house bro it's the funny yeah. so yeah you know not everything you get is going to be triple a like an iron man vr or resident evil 7 vr but like bro they, there was a pt someone made pt silent hills Ooh, fuck that yo fuck that i'm out they made it one-to-one in dreams and now it's Ooh. one-to-one in vr bro like so if you Ooh. yeah yeah, wow. and it, it's a lot of the stuff too is made where it it works arguably better and has been optimized to run on the headset better than other VR games. I've seen some of the clearest, best looking VR that has been user generated, uh, and it's, it's it's wild. Ever since like user generated like games have been coming out, uh, I think one of the first experiences I had was a little bit clamming. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it's it's the you know old saying of like give a thousand monkeys a thousand typewriters and eventually they'll write Shakespeare like that's right. the case. Oh, you definitely have to get through a bunch of fucking fifth grade. There's equivalent, a lot of garbage, you know, yeah. like essays. But underneath there, there is definitely some fucking Stephen King level Toilet masterpieces. Simulator 2020. That's what I mean. Last episode, we uh, in a game or no game mentioned Toilet Management Simulator on Steam. Uh, that's a real I don't, game. Yeah, don't want to. Toilet Simulator it. would probably be better than Toilet Managed Simulator because at least you feel like you're experiencing experiencing something you know well being <laughs> shit on, shat on yeah feeling yeah. something oh god yeah some warmth in your body um uh, but yeah like that's the thing dreams is i've heard best described as just like the equivalent of going down just a youtube rabbit yes. hole of just madness mm-hmm. so a thing one of uh mark actually uh you know been on the show plenty of times uh one of his favorite things is when it's someone's birthday he likes to go into youtube type in happy birthday so-and-so, whoever's name it is, and find a very specific catered video to someone with that name. <laughs> and it's the most uncomfortable video he can find of someone's, like, you know, uncle, like, great yeah. uncle on, like, a respirator, like, staring into the camera. <laughs> but he's holding the camera weird, so it's, like, looking at the fireplace, and you see just the top of his head. Something so weirdly nation-specific, and he sends it to that person for the birthday. That's what Dreams is. Yeah. That's the video, it's the video game equivalent of that, they is ac- what Dreams They is. actually have a uh, mechanic there called, uh, I think it's called, like, just Dream Surfing, and that is... Oh boy, it's oh it's boy, the yeah. biggest gamble in VR because <laughs> Cowabunga, dude. It serves you up it serves you up like five random dreams from anything and you don't know if it's going to be like I said, like a thir- a thirteen year old made a SpongeBob jump scare or if you're gonna be standing on top oh, of Jesus. a giant butt or like you don't know what you're getting into. So that's mm-hmm. oh boy. Yeah, that's the equivalent of Google's I'm feeling lucky button. Oh, boy. Yeah. And get, yeah, much worse. every time you play it, you don't much feel worse. lucky. You don't yeah. feel lucky. <laughs> that's like going to 4chan and hitting I'm feeling lucky. No. Like, it's not going to be good. Oh, it's, it's not good. No. Good point. <laughs> it's fun, though. And uh, Dreams is, I think it's 60 bucks. Uh, it might be a little bit cheaper. But I've, I've heard a lot of people who have had VR or have PlayStation VR, because it's a PlayStation VR exclusive, where they've yeah, said, yeah. I said, hey, you buy Dreams? It's crazy. And they're like, I don't know what it is. I looked at it and it kind of looks like, a, you know, like a little big plant, like a making game something. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. it's endless VR content. They're like, oh, that sounds way better. I'm like, yeah, they should probably put that, you know. <laughs> it's, 
Well, because we talked about the first time we talked about dreams is that it really didn't do that well because there was, you know, hype about it when it was in beta, when people like interested in video games was looking into it yeah. and journalists and stuff and viewers like yourself. Um, those people were interested in it, but like the general market really wasn't. And even when it came out, it really had a lackluster sale at the beginning of its launch yeah. because Sony really doesn't know how to market it. And honestly, I don't know how you would. Like, I don't blame them. All for you have trouble to do this. at this point is just say Dreams VR. The endless VR endless v- like it's it's literally endless it kind of like i always like yeah. to go back to little big planet 3 and that one stat that said if you tried to play every single level that was made in little big planet 3 for only a minute a piece you wouldn't finish mm-hmm. for something like i don't know until you were uh 378 years old yeah like if you played it it's from, insane like, well yeah and so you got t- dreams now it's not just little big planet like platforming levels you got first person shooters you got dude somebody already made beat saber in it so you have like <laughs> you know bootleg <laughs> versions of other vr games <laughs> I feel like that's the selling point. You want to show other uh, you want bootleg games. Uh-huh. Well, well, no, yeah. Show your, <laughs> the people that are interested in your game uh, the different creations that players have made, and then be like, if you want to experience this, you have to check this out, and then it'll kind of send them down that rabbit hole themselves. But yeah, it is kind of taking a leap of like, is this? Like, it's not a traditional game by any means. Yeah, definitely. no, not at all. There's a there's a single player like story mode thing, but even that is kind of a, akin to a a telltale game kind of a, mm-hmm. a point and click. It's more like a point yeah. and click. Um, it's fun though. I like it. If you if you're nice. looking for something a little a little unique, a little weird, trying to spice up your 2020 more than it's already been spiced. <laughs> if you give dreams, if you, just, yeah. if you just want to get blitzed off your balls yes. and just go into VR for a while yes. and just have a weird time. Yep. There you go. Bren yeah, Bren says dreams. the things that I don't want to say, but he. Yeah, <laughs> I have. I have no career I have to worry about he publicly on the internet. Very, very correct, ladies and gents. Smart. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I, I've been playing a lot, a lot of stuff. I've been watching a lot of speedruns because there was the European speedrunner oh. assembly thing. They were raising a bunch of money for the uh I wanted to do it in the native tongue, but it's a it's a it's the hmm. Icelandic no no, it's the Swedish Alzheimer's Foundation. It's Alz- uh, okay. Alzheimer Founden. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. I've been listening to people say that a bajillion times. Uh, so <laughs> nice. I was like, I want to make sure I did it in the native tongue. But that's that's been nice. They raised, I think, oh, maybe like thirty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 for them, which is Oof. good. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, I've been get, dipping my toe into st- speed running a little bit. Just uh, Super Mario 64. I am currently at like under 35 minutes nice. with the 16 star run. Nice so boy. like I, I need some practice, obviously, because I'm not intending on doing this like uh, as like a competitive thing at all. It's just more like for fun and for the our stream and the people that tune in there. But, but for also, the hour you started with, that's you yeah, time and a half. Improvement. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm boy. pretty happy. It's fun when there's like certain moments where it's like i fucking nailed that first try or like there's this one thing like right off the bat when you start the speed run if you like nail a double long jump on like the very edge of the bridge going in you can like save a few seconds by skipping this one little dialogue thing and like every time i hit that it's like that's amazing or like the first time i ever did but uh there are like runs where i'm like i'm having a great run i'm having a great run and then i'll get like hung up on the backwards long jump or something but Mm -hmm. for the most part i I am making progress there. Oh, that was the the thing on my latest stream was I was doing so goddamn good, but there's this glitch where you have to jump off this elevator, go under it and push up against the wall and it'll send you through the floor. And then you'll be falling down towards this area where there's a star on an Island. And I fucking missed the Island. And I was thinking to myself, fuck, this has never happened to me before. I'm streaming, and I'm like, how do I get to the star at this point? And I didn't really know, so I'm like, I'm just going to drown Mario. (laughs) Uh, It's my only way, and I'm going to try it again. And Mm -hmm. in order to drown Mario, it was like fucking two minutes of me watching the clock go, and I'm like, this sucks so bad. So I was thinking to myself, by the time, that was like, yeah, my under 35 minute run, I was thinking, I could almost get closer to 30 minutes. I My whole whole, uh, end goal here is to get under 30 minutes and be like, I accomplish something as a gamer that's what i'm saying but, bro uh, is like you, you can't hold yourself to the the standards of the super mario 64 speedrunning leaderboard because those boys have been fucking just cracking at it for you know for years exactly yeah, and, and they, they've reached a, a god level of reflexes for you you should definitely get that run down to 30 minutes and then you can go out and like you know you can go out on a date with your wife and you can be like hey baby, <laughs> exactly this guy can beat like, mario 64 in a 30 minutes you want to go get frisky in the starbucks <laughs> bathroom yeah, exactly. i can prove it too <laughs> yeah but you no, see these fingers <laughs> move <laughs> god damn it but no that's what i mean speed run's fun and uh i'm having fun with it but yeah 
God damn, if my hands aren't sweaty by the end of the stream. If you guys want to watch a, a bit more sh- uh, speedrunning, d- depending on when this comes out, but even if this comes mm-hmm. out and the events have passed, if you go to Twitch, like uh, go on Twitch and type in ESA Marathon, they have like the entire marathon, 150 hours. You could just throw on Twitch and just leave on the background. Um, Hell yeah. But there is uh, the Summer Games Done Quick Online, uh, just like yeah, with yeah. Uh, ESA, because of the COVID pandemic, they have had to move everything to online instead of doing like a big event at a, uh, a hotel like they normally do. But uh, the SGDQ 2020, which raises money for doc. Doctors Without Borders, once again, a good cause. That is running from August 16th to August oh. 23rd. They have a bunch of games that they'll be able to run, and it's 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 a nice thing. If you've never seen speedruns before, uh, th- they're wild. Yeah, throw it on. Speedruns can That's be- this week that we're listening to this, listener, so yes. yeah, definitely go check this shit out. It's anything from, uh, you get speedruns where people will use all sorts of crazy glitches, like Doug was just saying, where you're like, you know, clipping through things and going all sorts of stuff, and then there's speedruns uh, that are completely glitchless. I've had a lot of people who go, oh, I don't like speedruns because they're cheating. You know, they're not actually beating the game. Um, it's yeah. so hard. That's what I mean. The people don't understand the skill <laughs> required to accomplish sure. those yeah, glitches. Pull, pull oh, off God. one of these frame perfect tricks, people, and tell me it's easy. <laughs> but even at Ugh. that point, if you're somebody who goes, ah, well, like me, like uh, someone beats Super Mario 64, there's a zero star run. You know, you can beat that game without seeing any of the levels, really. Yep. I do mm-hmm. enjoy watching people, you know, play the game very good. So if you're somebody who's like, I don't want to watch a bunch of glitches, there are glitchless categories. There are 100% of the game categories. So speedruns as a concept are not just cheat the game as much as you can to beat it fast. There's a big community of, well, each game has its own very community. Very versatile. Oh, yeah. yeah. So there's tons of stuff. But if you've never seen a speedrun, you've heard about them, uh, definitely, you know, check it out. Pop it on. I can imagine a glitchless 70 star Mario run, though, would be like at least an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Do it, versus like it. Uh, <laughs> a 16 star, which is like I could get almost to a half hour. Uh, Just make your minutes. own category, bud. Everybody in speedrunning is trying to do these 100%, this any percent. If you make a category that is Super Mario 64, 16 stars with your pants off one stock and being named or one sock and being named Doug... Like you will be <laughs> arguably get that world record. at least number two because I will legally change my name to Doug and then do the exact same thing. Oh, bitch, God I, damn, he's gonna just beat to beat me. you at it. I, I wouldn't <laughs> doubt it. Uh, but fair enough. Uh, other than that, though, I have been playing uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Go figure, listener. I'm playing the same shit as usual. But no, here's the thing: is it with good that, or is it trash? Tra- I've heard both. Oh, it's fucking fantastic. Yeah. It's literally I, well, coming well, from an ultimate fan, Doug's, super biased. Yeah, Doug's very biased. Yes, well, extraordinarily but, biased. But here's the thing with Dragon Ball: is that you're either there's like three Dragon Ball fans. You're either super fan. You're like I kind of like it, or you're like I don't get it. You know, and I'm I'm right in the middle there. So. I think you're going to love this then. All I have to say about it is the combat super uh satisfying. Good. The open world aspect of it's great. Uh just the story progression, everything, the side missions. I'm the reason I even brought it up is cuz I'm tr- currently trying to platinum it and I think I'm literally two or three trophies away. There's this one trophy where it's like, "Oh, you have to uh have like it's if you're flying at the fastest rate as you can and you hit an enemy there's sometimes you like auto win if you do 50 auto win so it's like one of those oh i have to do this 50 times and it's a a pain in the ass i swear i'm probably at 40 or more so in no time i'll be there but then there's like after end game Mm -hmm. there's uh these things called villainous parties that if you defeat all the villainous (laughs) parties it'll like eventually unlock like an a secret boss essentially called Mira. I haven't done that yet, but that I, f- I feel like is going to be the final trophy I get before I unlock that platinum. So but God. if you don't platinum, everybody now has permission to relentlessly make fun of you. For well, you platinum. know, it's going to happen. I, that's the thing. I, when I say I'm going to platinum something, I usually do except Spider-Man. I, I need to get that. Bro, you're, you're sitting there telling me, have you at least Someday. done everything on like the map in Spider-Man? Oh, yeah. No, it's completely okay. all unlocked. Good. I just, uh, there's probably just one or two trophies I have to do, and it's eh. just busy work. Yeah, I mean, if you're getting enjoyment out of it, play games to have fun, and then That's what I mean. and also play Dragon games to be Ball's the best, you scrub. Such a fucking beautiful <laughs> no franchise. Yeah. I, I know there's a season pass for it, so I do intend on getting that. I've heard the like content is okay. Add-ons. I've heard the DLC yeah, oh, is, I, like, more of the same, so don't go into it expecting be... a crazy story, but if you like the gameplay, you know. Well, I think I will enjoy the story only because what I've been told about the uh, add-on, the current one that's available, it's... 
part of the story of Super, which I've yet to see. So I feel like by me Super. playing that through the game, I'll get to ex- experience <laughs> the story that way. Yes. I was going to say, I'm always skeptical about season pass stuff because it's like Kickstarters where it's essentially like giving people money being like, you'll get back to me eventually. I don't know when, but like, I, you'll eventually give me a reward. I completely understand. And I only buy season passes once all the DLC has been out or if it's discounted. Yeah. Like Borderlands, I loved Borderlands 3. I thought it was good. Not the best in the series, but I really mm-hmm. wanted to play the DLC because historically Borderlands puts out pretty decent DLCs. And yeah, I waited and then they had it on sale, the season pass for like 20 bucks. And I was like, Sure. I don't feel like, like you said, if they haven't put out a release date for like the last piece of content, I'm not going to buy it. I'm not giving you money. I don't do Kickstarters for the same exact reason. Call me a piece of shit if you want, but like I'll buy it when I see the product. Sorry. Yeah. That's how I do it. That's logical. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I'm mostly concerned with like a specific few examples more than the general consensus of all like games I've done season passes. With Um, Spider-Man? More or less. Well, not necessarily Spider-Man, but I was thinking mostly Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh, which yeah. I haven't played because I love the original Mass Effect trilogy and I don't want to taint it. It's okay. Uh, so I, it's a, I'm it's sure it's like a 6.5. I think that's what I gave it. Uh, that's a little too low for my taste <laughs> yeah. for how long of a game it I is. I had a funnish um, time. Yeah. <laughs> the story's trash. <laughs> considering all the aliens in it just look like a lowland versions of the original that's aliens. That's the problem. That, that bugs the hell out of me more than anything else. I'm like, you guys got to lazy. They're like, like you just did tweak the old models. Here's a brand new galaxy, the Andromeda Galaxy, where there's only two new alien species and everybody knows your name. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm glad we're talking about Mass Effect, knowing the title of this is Notoriously Horny Aliens. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> that, look. That's what I was going to say. Horny aliens. If you like aliens, get destroyed all humans. If you really like aliens, get, get Mass, Mass Effect. Effect. Can we <laughs> <fuck> <laughs> Mass Effect, you guys remember back in the Dizay when Mass Effect 1 came out and all those Fox News yeah. and other like conservative, not even conservative, oh, yeah, but <laughs> all sex and games are tainting our. Yeah. Yeah. All news was like, Youth. if you fuck a blue woman, you're going to turn into a sex fiend, right? And they were like, interactive sex. Hey, they, they weren't wrong. Look. They weren't wrong. Yeah. They weren't wrong. But he, I, Brand's <laughs> never been the same. I was. I'm, I'm not denying. I was, I was playing. Uh, the Last of Us 2. This is not mm-hmm. a spoiler for The Last of Us 2, but in that game, there is a sex scene, right? And that sex yeah. scene is very front frontal nudity full. And as I was watching it, I was about 20 seconds into the sex scene when I was like, this is exactly what people were freaking out about back in 2007 about Mass Effect when they were like fully <laughs> interactive, not interactive, but like fully nude. <laughs> and I'm like, in, in Mass Effect, you maybe saw half of a boob. Like in this, like if it's that, everything. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm. Haven't heard a goddamn thing about this. Wonder maybe we're finally over <laughs> sex in game. I think it's because uh, a lot of people have started just watching video game porn on the internet and now have to just you know make that with themselves. They can't shit on other people for doing the same exact thing. <laughs> right. I mean, you would say God of War was the AAA game back in the. I mean, even now it's AAA game, the newest one, and that just got tits out and just you get bone to recover health. And it was a mini game and stuff. Hell, <laughs> but it, I think it. Hell. I think the craze with the Fox News stuff was like some news reporter's grand, like walked into his son playing it or grandson playing it and got all uppity about it and was complaining about that. But um, yeah, God of War. Sorry to derail your season pass thing there. No, yeah, I was gonna say good. Uh, with the Mass Effect Andromeda, I didn't play it, but I was told that it ends on a cliffhanger mm-hmm. and that the story was going to end with uh, a DLC later release in the season pass. <laughs> yeah. And people who bought the season pass paid for that DLC yep. and it never came out. Yeah, boys. Hey. So, That's so sad. So you got screwed out of your money and also the story. And because of stuff like that, I'm not comfortable giving a season pass. I'm like, I, I'm patient enough. There's plenty of other games out there. I will wait until it's out. I'm not going to actively give you my money. That's where I think DBZ is like a little smart. They're like, we're going to at least show that we have one portion of the season pass available. So it gives you faith that more is coming, uh, but it could just that, be a farce. Yeah. Even that I'm not comfortable because there's there's been enough stuff done like half-assed. Like we were talking about, uh, what did you bring up? Like a Star Citizen. Notorious. Yes. Well, for being a Kickstarter for what a decade Star Citizen. now, yeah. You know, I saw a, it's, a headline on Kotaku, I think, that said like Star Citizens player or Star Star Citizen players mad that Star Citizen is Star Citizen. Like it's the same yeah. shit. <laughs> and it's, it's just so like this wet. big old circle jerk of like psi or like what is it? Cosmic economics, really, is what that game is. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then they're like, why does this piece of DLC cost twenty thousand dollars when the game is not actually out yet? And I'm like, <laughs> capitalism, people, welcome but, to it. 
it's the same problem I have with like a lot of the battle royale stuff that were uh, in early access mm. back when Steam was allowing early access. Noticeably, Ark, yep. where it's like this game's early access, but we're also going to release five DLC packs, cosmetic skins, and all this other stuff for additional money. It's like your game's not done. Yep. Stop releasing additional content. Additional content is when the game is finished and you have extra time and budget to make more stuff. But by keeping it in early access, it basically gives them a catch-all net to just say, it's buggy as shit and we're never going to fix it. But give us more money to, you know, make your gun perfect. Well, and the problem, too, is that they're starting to even advertise these early access games as, like, full games. My, uh... My buddy downloaded Grounded on Xbox. I don't know if you guys... Yeah, that's a new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yep. like, basically, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. You're a bunch of little... Yes, I was yeah. gonna bring this one up. I'm glad you did. You're running around in the backyard. You're shrunken down children. You gotta fight against giant spiders and giant ants and giant, I don't know, things. You create, yeah. survive, whatever. Uh, but they showed that game on the Xbox uh, game showcase presentation, like right next to a bunch of other AAA games. And I Mm -hmm. think they like barely mentioned that it was early access. You know, like it's on Game Pass. It's going to be a big thing. My buddy downloaded it. He was like, there's no achievements and there's only 10% of a story. And I'm like, yeah, it's it's early access, bro. It says like on the tile. And he's like, I didn't know. And like, and there's your problem is we've reached the point where people are selling unfinished games as final products you can buy for $30 in the store. And this was the whole problem I had with all this early access shit in the beginning but hey yeah mm-hmm. people are going to spend what they want to yeah. spend don't spend your money on early access well, games people unless you personally know the developers funny you say people are going to spend what they want to spend uh, technically and this is a game we brought up last episode that game fairy tale you can spend yep. uh, upwards right. of 240 dollars if you pl- if you buy the base game the season pass and costume sets that are available so I there's like $150 worth of uh, DLC air quotes. Like, I feel Let like Bren see. was saying, I think it, he thinks it's all cosmetic for the Holy most part. They, they're adding four characters, <laughs> so and it, I don't know. Is it a waifu game? Story. I haven't played Fairy Tale. It's, I don't. All right. Looking at the DLC, uh, I'm going to say, let's say there's 30. I'm looking at 30 DLC uh, packs. No, 53. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jesus. So out of the 53, you get uh, one costume that's free. Okay. You get the Fairy Tale Season Pass, so that's everything. Yep. Uh, another costume. Another co- what are these uh, costumes called, no. Brandon? Is it like slutty maid or revealing mistress? Well, well, they're all like individually named. It's like the character in his costume and it's anime final season, and they're all individualized. Ah. Now that I'm looking up close and reading them, actually, no, it all the DLC is costumes. Yeah, they're, makes they're sense. All costumes, like Dead or Alive. So it's, Dead or Alive had like uh, bajillion dollars in costumes, and it was all just how how little amount of fabric can we put on these jiggle physic breasts we have on every single girl in this roster? That was like yeah, the entirety yeah, of the DLC. Don't get me wrong, Fairy Tale is a thousand percent a waifu yeah game. They're selling. Um, one of them is special swimsuit costume set for 16 playable characters. Right. Like, what are we doing? Uh, Boys, just go back and play Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball like a good red-blooded the, American male. Hell yeah. At least that one. Like We <laughs> we've wow. talked about this before. Where, um, and uh, we've talked about it on the uh, anime podcast, Doug, that we've, uh, that we've had you on. Yep. Um, but it's the self-awareness of a product where if you're trying to, like, slip something past me and try and sneak it by me, I'm like, oh, no, this... Uh, Extreme uh, fairy or no? Was it Dead or Alive? Extreme Beach Volleyball Three has a rich story and well. <laughs> oh, it does have a <laughs> no. rich story. Let me tell you, Brent. I was very invested in that story at thirteen. But that's that's some <laughs> bullshit. And you're just trying to pan off some smut. Oh, I don't know what you're talking content. about, Brent. That was a that was a, a a masterpiece narrative. You had to unlock everything for photo mode. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but for dude. example, for example, Fairy Tale. We'll, we'll do that as an example of like they're trying to portray it as this rich story. I read the manga for Fairy Tale. I stuck with it. I was invested because, be honest, I got no, I got a lot of free time and it's not okay. a lot of ho- other hobbies. It's okay. Uh, but it's just every female character in that is just a pin up cheesecake model. Meanwhile. What's the other one? There's another one where it's just uh, Peach Beach Splash. Peach Beach Splash. Uh, what's the like franchise for that? Let me see if I can get that one. Peach that one's Beach, not ringing a bell. Peach Beach Splash <laughs> sounds as like some sort of fucking, I don't know, like some energy drink. drink you would get from yeah. Taco Bell. Yeah, it's a new Mountain Dew flavor. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. Uh, Senring Kagura. Okay. That's the franchise. That's like the series. And Peach Beach Splash was a, ver- it was a game in that series, which was essentially a Splatoon clone. Mm. But instead of being Squid's kids that shot paintball, you were uh, big titty anime girls in skimpy uh, bathing suits, and you spray each other with water. Oh, and good! S- some events, the water would dissolve some of the clothing. <laughs> yeah, Doug. But yeah. They, they're no, 
they're no bones about it. They know what they're the extreme beach volleyball. Like they are aware of what they are, <sighs> and they're just doing it to the nth level. So like I have more respect for that because they're just leaning in hard to what they are and they're not denying it. Oh, Versus yeah. something where it's like, oh, here's a rich story. We're actually artists and like great authors telling a developed story. It's like those are some tig ass biddies. If somebody put out to be a rich uh, story. If somebody put out, and I say this with all the love for the female gender, mm-hmm. is that if they put out a game <laughs> called Big Old Boobies, I would just buy it. I would just be like, yeah, fuck yeah, why not? You know, like, okay, what is, I'm sure. Why what, not, bro? What, dude, I'm just Mark curious about. me. Mark bought me a game called like Bloody Boobs or something. That's I'm not. Just, oh god damn it! I feel like that I remember that garbage. But like, it's aware of what it is. It's not trying to be anything else. It's still fucking shit. I'm not. I'm not defending that. But like, I have more respect for a product if it just leans into what it is as opposed to trying to portray it as something else. Because yeah, out of the two hundred dollars of DLC. All of that for fairy tale is just various well, costumes. And the sad part is that most of that stuff you can spend one hundred fifty dollars on a fairy tale DLC. You know, get your favorite waifu, or you can spend twenty dollars yeah. on some porn dating sim game. That's probably arguably going to be a better video game. You know, right? Than Less. like some Less. shittily put together thing that oh, we can just barely see a booby. Like ah, <laughs> yeah, you get you get the scantily clad uh, ar- scarlet erasing and get ooh tantalizing, yeah. or you can just. Get your friend to buy you a Honey Pop as a joke and then find out, hey, Honey Pop's a good game. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's true. a sex game. It's a good game, though. It's a well-made game. Sex sells, boys, 2020. Yeah. Sex sells all over the place. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> this just in. People like sex. Yeah, right? It's so do aliens. All right. Let's so I was going to say thank you for capping it. <laughs> what a segue. Maybe move on to the end of the show here. Let's do some plugs and wrap up. Uh, we're so glad to have Matt Owen back on the podcast. I feel like hey, we baby. need to have you on more. Like, God, we, we drive so well. But uh, tell our listeners about your podcast i know it's currently on hiatus but coming back yes it should be coming back soon so i I do a podcast called super gamecast 64 you can find it wherever you find this show uh normally we do a a season throughout kind of the spring and the the winter uh, of normal episodes and then we'll do like a a best of the year kind of uh special uh this year since covid and and we've had some uh staffing changes some people are trying to do different things in their lives we we have gone on hiatus as Doug said but we will probably most likely cross our fingers don't want to promise you anything but probably <laughs> will right you like how i sneak out of those little side talking don't worry about it it's not going to happen it will happen <laughs> best of 2020 game of the year those kind of uh podcast our episodes will most likely be coming out towards December. So if you are interested in award shows or people discussing all the games throughout the year, or whatever, you can check us out. Once again, Super Game Cast 64, anywhere you find this. In the meantime, what I've mostly been doing with my time is working on my website uh, where we do video game reviews, ranked lists, uh, other stuff, tons of stuff. Uh, that is Super Game Site 64, Super Game S I T E 64.com. Uh, I think we just, depending on when this comes out, there should be like a super hot mind control delete review. Uh, we got some others. Oh, yeah. I've been playing that recently. It's fun, ain't it, Brent? It's a good, we should have talked about that next time. <laughs> next, next time we got distracted by aliens and titties hey look it's, god damn it it is what it is i'm glad i'm on this show but yeah if you want to listen to us it's it's very much like this show we're goofy boys and girls we're laughing and giggling and having a good old time uh anywhere you find this show you'll be able to find ours but yeah i, I play games i write stuff that's what i've been doing if you want to reach out, out to me on twitter if you want to tweet at me my twitter is at sgc64 matt so that's where you'll find me but that's what i do Awesome. Yeah, definitely Thanks. go give that show a subscribe and check, keep your eye on that feed. Uh, Bren, you have another podcast. You uh, mentioned it earlier, the anime one. I, I was on it. Tell our listeners yeah. about it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, ABTS Brendan. And yeah, it's mostly where I promote Are Weeb There Yet, which is my anime podcast. Are where we watch. Weeb There Yet? Yes, W E E B. We, as of this episode, I think our 100th episode is going out. Nice, dude. Fuck yeah. And, as a special bonus for our 100th episode, because. We've already done a lot of big anime uh, shows and movies, and we got some other ones saved for, like, guests and stuff in the future. So we were trying to figure out what to do for the 100th episode, so we ended up writing our own anime. Nice. Or at least, at least like, the pilot for one. Like, a little, not a pilot, but, like, a little trailer, maybe, like, yeah. a few-minute trailer. And we had some of the voice actors we've had on as guests uh, come back and reprise some of their, uh, some roles. Brand, or not reprise that roles. That is cool as fuck. Have you yeah, done so we, Gaunts yet? Oh, Matt, God, you're bringing gods at me right now that's at the amazing. end of the show? I love it. That's a, whole, that, that's a whole other podcast. Maybe, maybe we'll around. have to have another podcast oh, episode. Gods is, a, 
I'm I'm saving God Zero for a very special. I might have to do that for my birthday because I don't know how else I'll get anyone else to watch that. Right, Gantz is great. Oh, Gantz is something. Gantz is Gantz is, is a if lot. If you've never watched Gantz or read, Gantz, you should read Gantz first. If you're gonna read, read the oh, manga. God, the anime is alright, but he, that's ooh, the Black Orb <laughs> anime, correct? Yes. Yeah, that's that's part of it. Here's here's the thing. I just want to give people a taste because if you like anime, Gantz, I'm not a huge anime fan, but Gantz is like one of the ones I've actually enjoyed. Two friends die. They wake up in a room in Tokyo. It's a giant orb mm. and it gives them mm-hmm. guns. It says, here is an alien target. You have to go out into Tokyo using these futuristic weapons and stuff. There's like a group of like 10 people who have died. Yeah. Uh, you go out and you kill the alien. You get a point or some amount of points. Uh, if once you reach a hundred points, you can get your life back. And the whole idea is that they just go out into Tokyo in the night and fight these giant kaiju and all sorts of supernatural monsters, and they're just trying to get their their lives back. It's really cool. It's very violent. Lots of fun stuff. It's violent as shit. Oh, yeah, Classic <laughs> anime. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Um. And listener, if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe. We're findable at all the places at ABT Silence. I know. Uh, we've been Twitch streaming a lot lately so if you want to give us a follow there it's just twitch.tv slash abt silence uh yeah playing some kakarot playing some animal crossing new horizons yeah i got the hd60s hooked up to the switch so uh lots of games to check out there and if you want to check out my record label it's missedoutrecords.com want to shout out the band that's responsible for our intro and outro it's kind of all right head over to kind of all right.bandcamp.com if you want to hear some more tunes from them but that's going to do it for this week's episode thanks for joining us matt see you guys next time bye see ya